Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to my podcast, James Malcolm Reviews James Malcolm. Before we start the episode, I kind of wanted to have a bit of a discussion with you guys about something that's really important to me and I hope will also be uh, very important to you. So like last year, it turns out they started a trial in New Zealand in some towns where they would give the police guns. I feel like this is obviously a terrible idea and that we don't want New Zealand police to have guns because you just have to look like overseas at how fucked things are over there. And it's like, it's just not the direction that I want our country to go in. I went on armsdown.nz, which is a website I encourage you to check out, and they say that Pacific people are three times more likely than Pakeha to be victims of police violence, and Māori are almost eight times more likely. So, any way you cut it, giving police guns is going to end in racism and going to end in brown people dying, which I don't want, and I'm sure you don't want either. And the thing that's really crazy to me is we never voted on it, it was never, like, discussed by politicians in, like, the public sphere that I saw anyway, it was just like, now the police have guns. So I really encourage you to go to armsdown.nz and read about all of this stuff. And they have a thing on there where it tells you who your local MP is and gives you some stuff that you can email them to encourage them to do something and to change this and say, we don't like this, we don't want this to happen. Uh, I sent a little email to my MP for Auckland Central, Nikki Kay, and I said, hey girl, this is not what we want. So I really do encourage you to do the same. And also to let people know that this is not cool. Share it with your friends. Uh, If you're like me, I'm one of those people who doesn't really know what to tweet in these horrible situations. I always feel like I don't know if I'm eloquent enough or I'm the right person to be adding to these conversations. So my strategy is usually to share things from people I trust and people who are saying the things that I wish I was able to say uh, and sort of boost them up a bit more. If you don't have people in your life who... I like that, who are just really, really, like, badass and good at explaining the things that you're thinking in your head. Some people I recommend you might start following. Uh, Samuel Clack, who's a PhD psychology student and is my smartest friend. H. McArdle, who is a non-binary disabled advocate who just does amazing work and always knows the right things to say. Uh, And Max Tweedy, who happens to be my flatmate, but is also, like, an amazing advocate for these sorts of things and again is one of those people that just knows the right things I always find yeah I'm always like I don't really know what to say but these people always know what to say so you can just share their things and make sure it reaches more people because this is an important thing to talk about and it's important that people hear more about it uh, anyway yeah so I encourage you once again to go to armsdown.nz and yeah let's just try and make sure our police don't all get guns because I don't want that, and I don't think you should want that. So, yeah. Thank you for listening to this little chat. Uh, And now, here's the episode. Thank you again for listening. This is James Malcolm. Reviews James Malcolm. A podcast where your host, James Malcolm, reviews James Malcolm. As a gay icon and stand-up comedian, James Malcolm has had his share of comedy reviews. Like this one from the spinoff.co.nz. If I'm honest, I did sleep through James and Malcolm, so I just cannot comment on what they did. But now it's time for James Malcolm to review every part of himself and see what he discovers. Here's your host, James Malcolm. 
Hey guys, welcome to another episode of James Malcolm Reviews James Malcolm. Uh, it's a show where every week I take a good hard look in the mirror and see if I still like myself afterwards. Today's guest, James Cartman. Uh, James is a fantastic uh, Auckland-based poet and uh, he also went on a few dates with me. We dated for, you know, what, what, what would you say, James? Three or four dates? Like three and a half, 3.5. What was half the date? Is that just a hookup? Is it a hookup half? I would count that as half the date, yeah. That time at Verona Bar. Okay, great. I thought it'd be an interesting perspective to have someone who dated me, and obviously we're not currently dating, so the review's not going to be entirely positive, but uh, but I'm ready for it, and I'm excited for this angle. Thank you for joining me, James. No worries. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I first met you when I basically first landed, right? That was about two years ago. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember our first date. You were, yeah, you were telling me about how you just arrived and you were staying with your dad. I think. Yeah, yeah. So, how are you feeling about reviewing me, James? I feel like I've thrown you in the deep end a little bit. I don't know if, yeah, I'm, 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 but, but it'll be good. It'll be good. I was surprised I got asked. Um, really? Yeah, massively. I mean, that's a brave thing to do. Is ask someone who you used to date can you come on a show and review me um mm. but yeah i was kind of like yeah let's do it so for a review you have a headline uh, the headline is usually the thing that captures people's attention tells them a little bit about you know what a headline is what what would your headline be <laughs> for a review that you're writing about james malcolm my headline was the gay usher into auckland because you just sit okay. at the door of like auckland's like queer creative scene and comedy scene especially so Mm -hmm. i just kind of i just kind of describe you as the first person you'll probably meet into that scene because really um, yeah i mean you were like the first person i met in new zealand like one of the first so whenever i'm like talking about when someone asks me like oh who do you know and i'm like oh james malcolm okay and there have been a few people that i've been dating who when i bring you up they're like oh yeah i want to kind of meet him and i'm like i should probably message him, and introduce <laughs> him. we do but, message each yeah. other like probably i would say once every six months <laughs> yeah it's like that isn't it like, oh yeah, here's yeah. we should probably message each other yeah. and then we talk for like a couple of weeks maybe meet up yeah it's just that kind of thing Okay, great. So let's um, let's move on. I think in any review, obviously, you have the pros and you have the cons. Mm. You have to have both sides, and that's important. But f- to start with, you know, let's build it up before we crash everything down. What do you think the pros would be for James Malcolm, the person? Well, it kind of ties into what I was saying before about you being this kind of first person I met. So you're definitely welcoming. Mm-hmm. That's something that mm-hmm. I would define you as. I think as well, you're very gregarious. Like there What aren't, does that word mean? It's like very talkative, very charismatic. And you are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which is quite a rare trait. So your charisma, you have a lot of that. Also, right. yeah, just a famous comedian who's actually genuinely funny. Thank you. I don't think I'm famous, but I do think I'm funny. Uh- <laughs> you're also not very petty, which I liked about you. You don't really. Oh, I, you don't think I'm petty? Oh, I, so. I don't know. <laughs> I might have to strike that pro from the record. I think I could be petty sometimes. I think it you depends can, on the but... context. And... I mean, I would say, like for example, in my intro, I have a clip of Duncan Gray from the spin-off saying that he fell asleep during my comedy. He said that four years ago now, and I'm still not over <laughs> it. 
so like that that's quite petty thinking about a few times where you could have been petty you haven't been at least with me okay do you want to say or not i can edit stuff out if it's too much but okay uh i'm thinking about okay um yeah what happened there i okay it was a while ago but that's right i saw someone uh at stickers that we had both dated and right you dated him too right hooked up with Hooked. Sorry, hooked up with? Yeah, I think that's the same with me, actually. Oh, no, I did go on a date. Anyway, he said... What was it exactly? I can't even remember it properly. But he said that you said some stuff that wasn't super flattering. Is that That's what it was, basically, right? Basically, yeah. Uh, for some reason, some things were said. And then when we met up at Staircase and my tongue was down your throat and you brought up... It made me... And we just kind of talked about it for a minute. I thought... Ah, this person probably isn't that petty, otherwise he would have said this whilst other things were inside him. Hello there, sorry, just cutting in. This is James from the future, editing this podcast. James Cartman is no longer here. And I just realised we didn't really explain the story very well, and it's kind of confusing, doesn't really make sense the way we told it. Basically, what happened is James and I both hooked up with the same guy after we had dated, and then that guy... Uh, that I hooked up with told me that when he had hooked up with James that James had said some not very nice things about me and I saw and I saw James at staircase and brought this up briefly with him before proceeding to make out with him quite a lot uh, thus making me not petty and I've lost the audio but I believe his exact words were godlike so we're going to pick the show back up where we're talking about what James Cartman had said about me that wasn't so flattering yeah, right. What did you say again? I, maybe this will come up later, but it was flakiness, right? Was that yeah, basically it? Or was it? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I have been, I mean, I'm sure this will be in the cons, because that's probably like, I have been very flaky with you, in particular. Well, we've both been fairly flaky. I think we've both just kind yes, of been... I have, a, I have an analysis. I don't know if this should come in later or earlier. But my analysis is that I almost felt like we had two goes at dating maybe like the first time we met and then we kind of tried ish for a second time after the staircase thing right mm. yeah my analysis is that the first time we didn't end up going anywhere or didn't work out was a hundred percent my fault but the second time was a hundred percent your fault yeah i don't know if you agree Absolutely. with that or not no i agree with that <laughs> okay okay good i don't hold grudge about it though i think the first time i didn't feel that bad about it it was just it was during comedy festival and like i definitely should have put in more effort but it was just like during comedy festival it's just the person i am like comedy festival is the time of year where you do end up feeling like a bit of a rock star because you Mm. are doing shows every night you have people coming specifically just to see you and it's also a lot of stress and a lot of pressure and i just don't think i had room in my life for anything else during that time and i my my flaw though was not communicating that to you properly which is ironic, considering that when we did kind of try to start things up again that second time, I said, that's a problem that we need to talk about. And then I did exactly the thing that I complained about. I don't know if you... We never really talked about this, because it happened and I was like, ugh, fuck this, I'm, I'm, I don't want to engage with the city war. But um, 
it's not a, anyway it's 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 in the like i should emphasize like neither of us are mad at each other now because it's no. in the past and it doesn't matter and we're doing a fucking podcast about it it doesn't matter but i remember we i like there are only three i've never had a long-term relationship but there have been three guys that i've been like in my life that i've been like this could turn into that because I think I'm someone who values friendship a lot higher than I value relationships. Mm. And I value, what am I trying to say? And, and so I just, there's, it's very rare that I meet someone that I'm like, that I would be happy for that to turn into a relationship. And you were one of those three. But the second time I was like, I'm going to give this a proper go. And then you, I don't know if you remember this, but you messaged me and you said, oh, I'm busy. I can't come over tonight or whatever. And I was kind of tired anyway. So I was fine with it. I was like, yeah, yeah, sounds good. And then that night you posted on your Instagram story, uh, a pic selfie of you with the quote, just got told I'm a great cuddler. <laughs> like oh he really was busy (laughs) no oh my god was that the reason yeah that was the reason that i was like i was like oh i don't like this and so i just i just was like i'm not messaging him again and i was like he maybe he'll message me but you didn't message me either so i was like okay we're done oh no totally fair this is James Refuse James. This is a two-way thing. No, sorry. I didn't mean to t- I didn't mean to turn this on you. And I don't want it to I don't want you to feel like this is like a gotcha or anything like that. I don't mean it like that. Oh no, no, no. Um, it's just a f- it's it's just context of our thing. I just think it's a funny moment. And I again, I am just as culpable as you cuz I like you invited like let's also in fairness say that the first time we tried dating, you invited me to a party. And uh, because Comedy Festival was so busy, which is not a good enough excuse because I should have told you that, I completely ghosted you, like, for that party. And so, like, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to be, like, any sort of, like, we both sort of were not great. And that's why it didn't work out. It's fine. We've both fucked each other up enough. Yeah, my criticism of you turned into a criticism of me. Do you, wait, do you have any more pros or is that kind of it? Well, after you called me out, no. <laughs> You're like you don't even get you don't even get not petty anymore. No, no, That's I not- don't. No, you don't get fucking not petty anymore. I'm striking that one off. Hang on. <laughs> yeah, let's segue gracefully onto the criticisms then. Okay, great. <laughs> All right. So this is the part of the show where the guest tells me everything that's bad about me and breaks up all. Usually, there's like a, a castle of goodwill that has been built over the the course of the prose but i'm not sure we did that <laughs> so now we're just gonna we're just gonna dig the hole a little bit deeper oh we're gonna keep digging darling. i put this i wrote this down as u dot r dot not dot a dot top that is not fair it is fair <laughs> i'm trying i'm trying i'm not good at either here's the thing i'm not good at either i'm bad at sex no. this is the truth i will dispute i'm gonna dispute Okay. You are a great okay. bottom. In fact, oh, I wrote... Really? Yeah. I'm going to... I even wrote this down. Red carpet treatment. Pristine, unvacuum sealed, fair trade. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Interesting. I've never really... Yeah, I don't know. Okay. But I... <sighs> <laughs> I've really stumped you, man. But there are feminine tops, and I know I'm not very good at it, 
but I want to get better, and you can only get better by practicing. That's true. And there are feminine tops, but you're not one. You're a bottom, sweetie. I'm sorry. I, well, I dispute. <laughs> next next <laughs> Okay, next criticism would be, your bedroom made me feel weird. It was really <laughs> fucking weird. <laughs> this is maybe my favourite con I've ever seen. <laughs> what? What is weird about my bedroom? It's got so... It had, at least. Okay, this is... I'm going to paint a picture for the listener. Is that okay. there were two very stark things on his walls. There were lots of pictures of him. Yeah, lots of posters of my comedy. Nothing weird about that. A little bit of self It's a little bit. <laughs> so it's like, I mean, especially when one is just the opposite end of his bed. and it's... Actually, in my new room, they're both opposite the beds. Oh so the first thing that he, this boy wakes up to is a picture of himself. That's a, that's a criticism right there. And the second thing that kind of concerned me was how many posters there were of Taylor Swift. So, oh, I love. I know Taylor that Swift. you love Taylor Swift, but when you know, I'm fucking a guy, and I'm having to stare at pictures of him and Taylor Swift. It made me feel like I was in a 16 year old's bedroom. Yeah, it was a very weird experience. <laughs> so your bedroom was wow. um, definitely a criticism, a reflection of yourself. Wow. Have you never heard that one before? No, no, but um, but I love it. It's interesting. Yeah, it's it's quite it's probably it's probably quite a childish bedroom, but it's it's just it's a lot, and I am a lot. So mm. my bedroom being a lot is probably reflective of me being a lot. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you that. The second major thing was your dress sense. Mm-hmm. This is interesting. The last, the last episode, uh, the guest told me that I have great style, and I was really shook. Were they drunk? <laughs> it's not that you have like terrible style, you know. You, it's not that you don't. It's just, it's very op shop chic, and there's a lot of it. Okay. It's kind of yeah. adorable in a way because you need help. Oh. Uh... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it was really interesting. Last episode, I got told I have great fashion, and I was like, I don't think I do at all. No. But, um... but look, you know that. <laughs> okay. I think it works, again, with my personality. I think a lot of these cons, like, I kind of can... I kind of own them, Ooh. in the sense that I am quite a... I have quite a clumsy and bumbly personality, and so I don't... I think that would not match someone who is extremely high fashion, maybe. Definitely. Yeah, I don't think that it would work with like someone who is high fashion. I think it was quite telling whenever we were walking anywhere together. And there'd be you in like dungarees and a tie-dye, and then me mostly in black. I don't do the dungarees anymore. But at the time you did. Yes, but I'm rebranding myself as a top, You're so I don't wear dungarees anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's another thing as well, is that when I saw on your grinder that you put down top, I spat out coffee. It- oh, <laughs> fuck. People... Pe- just because you have topped me does not mean I could not top. The tragedy is I did top you. And I'm not that much yeah, of a top. But... So definitely that was one thing was the dress sense. The major thing, though, with you, as the kind of criticism, was the insecurity. Which... Really? Definitely. The insecurity really followed you around. And this was one of the major reasons why why I wasn't so hurt by when things kind of went sour was that 
the insecurity made me pity you at times. And and second of all, it doesn't work well with your gregarity. Like you you would go out to clubs and things like that. You can't be insecure whilst going out, not really. But then when it was kind of one on one, you you seemed like you wanted to always go back home, or like always like go back to somewhere that was safe. Um, Interesting. Like you never really came over to me. It was always me going to you, um, mm. and it was always somewhere that you already knew or was always safe, and whenever it wasn't that, you wanted to go quickly. So that insecurity did follow yeah. you around. Like, when we, I don't like going... Like, I always do prefer to take dates to places that, like, the classic or, uh, you know, like, places that I am comfortable in and that I know and I do always prefer to have people at my place rather than somewhere else because I don't know why I guess it is an insecurity thing but I've never really thought about it in that way but I I definitely do do that I definitely when I yeah when I I always try and plan things so that they're in areas I feel comfortable and it often came at the expense of other people's comfort at least in my case I don't know about other people that you've dated but I mean when we would go to the classic. I didn't know anyone there. Um, it was just you. Mm. And then when we would finish, when you would finish a set and we'd go and kind of decide what to do with the night, it would be an hour sitting with people, with you, plus a load of your friends, which I know that you might not have thought about it, but when you're kind of just meeting someone and then you're throwing them in the, in the kind of deep end with like four other people they mm. don't know, it was... It was a good job. I, I'm not that insecure about that sort of thing, but I can imagine it being mm. incredibly intimidating for other people. It's interesting because I've had that feedback, but in different ways. And I've, I've sort of okay. So I've had that feedback in the sense of people have been like, "Ah, oh, your friends are a lot. Like, you, you know, like when we hang out with your friends, I feel uncomfortable, and I don't really know how to bounce off because they're all comedians and they're all making jokes." And, and I've had feedback like that. But my takeaway from that has always been, "Oh, I need to find someone who is socially can uh, can keep up with my friends, and because I value friendship so highly, mm. I've always been like, oh, I just need to find someone who can, yeah, who can keep up." But it's interesting to have that perspective of like, maybe that's not a fair expectation to put on someone, and maybe the reason, yeah, I think I, I don't really know why. I, have this need to have people in my space and why I feel so uncomfortable when I go into someone else's space or a space I'm not familiar with. Actually, I don't really know what that is, but it's definitely something. You're definitely right about it. And I, I, don't, I think it is valuable to have friends or, like, dates who can keep up with your friends. I mean, you don't want someone who's going to be, like, alien to you and, and your social circle. But, I mean, I could keep up and I still felt intimidated at times. Like it's not a it's not like a unique thing to you, but it was something that was very pronounced. You know, for example, that party that I invited you to, you completely shut down on the idea as soon as it became like something that might actually happen. Mm. And I think there were a couple of other times when like I would say, "Do you want to come to mine?" And then you would turn around and say, "Um, no, you can come to mine." Basically, along those lines. <laughs> yeah. No, that's. Totally. Yeah, no, I definitely do that. Interesting. Sorry, that turned into like a <laughs> that turned into like a psychology thing. 
No, that's what I want. I want that. That's great. That's really interesting. Uh, yeah. It kind of leads into one of my, basically like my last criticism, and I wouldn't even call it a criticism, it's just something that was of note. Mm-hmm. Our comedy, well, I'd say we're both funny people, mm-hmm. but our comedy was very different. You were far, You were very nice. I'm so used to comedy or like having comedy that's quite mean or quite mm. like just saying what the hell's on my mind. And there was times like that yeah. there, like when I was with your friends and then you would laugh and then it would just be kind of silent. Did I don't know what yeah. I'm going to say. Do you get it? No, I get it. I Yeah, I definitely, I think that's something I noticed too. Like there were, I think that my comedy style is very like, all my friends, we're all so much better than everyone else and rah, 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 rather than like you who would be like, this is the flaws with my friends maybe? Is that what you Yeah, yeah, I think like, it in a jokey that. way. It's like these are the flaws of me and my yeah. friends. And making fun of things that were kind of off colour and you would mm. you would kind of laugh about it. But then you'd notice that other people would squirm. And I was like, Oh, that's kind of what I'm getting into. I think I I think there were times where I would squirm on the inside as well. I think that definitely that was something that like our our sense of humour was not super compatible. There were certain times where I was like, Ooh, um, that's a bit much for me and I'm sure there were certain times where I was telling jokes and you were like I don't really find that funny either Yeah, but we were polite about it yeah, to each other it was but yeah no definitely I would agree with that that the, our sense of humours were not super compatible definitely but I'd like to show but that was something that was a marked thing between the both of us so again I wouldn't even call it a criticism it's just something that I noticed so did you say that was your last con? Yeah, basically. Did you have a James Malcolm story that is like quintessentially James yes, Malcolm? Yes, I do. I'm thinking about the staircase night. This was after like six months of us not talking, right? And I don't even know what prompted it. You just kind of came over and then I was like, oh, I know you. Hello. Yeah, I think we just recognised each other at the club. I just remember my tongue being down your throat and then me kind of looking at you going, let's go back to yours. And you just kind of constantly going like you're with people and they're crying. You should probably yeah, that's right. I I remember that. I remember your friends were like having this huge moment, and I was like, um, <laughs> about this. I was like, you should um probably look after your crying friend. And you were like, eh, it's fine. They'll be fine. And I'm like, she just said she doesn't know how she's getting home tonight. She was supposed to be staying with you. And you're like, let's just go back to your. Place. And I'm like, I don't think we can do this. <laughs> thinking about your kind of reaction like you should go home and take her with you is another association i have with you of like you making me realize i'm actually a lot worse of a person than i thought i was that is just my instinct to be like no no <laughs> you look after your friend no no you should not be a terrible person and abandon a friend who's having a meltdown in the middle <laughs> of town um yeah <laughs> oh yeah i was planning on doing that oh shit as I said, the 60-40, the criticisms are, like, really small. You're a good person, and you're funny. They're not all small, but that's okay. Okay. I'll let you have that opinion. <laughs> no, 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 but, but no, but don't you think? I think that that insecurity one was a big one. Have you? I, I'm surprised you hadn't thought about that. All right. Wow. Once again, thank you so much for, for joining me today for this, uh, for this episode. It was very fun. Where can people find your, your writing? Um, yeah, if they go onto my Facebook, I do have all of most of my stuff publicly posted on that. So it's uh, James Cartman, like the South Park character. 
And thank you so much for everyone who listened to this episode. Uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, please give it five stars on Apple Podcasts. Even if you listened on Spotify, go to Apple Podcasts and rate it five stars. It's really helpful. Thank you. Uh, see you next week. Bye.